Hey, this is Mark Parrish here from Northland Vodka, and you are listening to The Soda Pod. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of MNCAA. I'm your host, Nick Maxson. We're into the twilight hours of August. I'm with another one of my better commentators in Drew Cove. Uh, Drew, it's that time of the year where we have to, I know, surprising, right? We have to start. I'll uh, take it, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, It's season preview time. And, uh, you know, before we get into that, Drew, um, because we are here uh, covering all things hockey across the state of Minnesota, I think we do have to just mention uh, and uh, essentially uh, share our condolences and our thoughts to the family of Jory Jones, uh, who tragically lost her life in a car accident. Um, she again was uh, a college player with Gustavus Adolphus. Um, there was others that were in that crash, but survived. Um, so terrible news across the hockey community. So our thoughts and prayers go out to Jory Jones, the Gustavus Adolphus college community, as well as the Roseville hockey community where she played her youth hockey at so just not fun news there uh but drew welcome back in it's been a little bit since we've talked um and since we've talked uh there's been some interesting things that have happened with gopher hockey uh logan cooley who uh decided to jump ship uh end of july made that uh signing his pro contract with the arizona coyotes so that was kind of odd just in terms of the um of the timing there. And uh, now people are wondering, what does the goal for season look like? And uh, that's what we're going to try to break down tonight. So Drew, uh, just because I haven't really gotten your reaction yet on the Logan Cooley news, uh, your reaction when you saw Logan Cooley at the end of July, signing his pro deal uh, and heading off to the Southwest part of the U S got to be honest. I was really, really surprised, but uh, um, obviously I think the way he played last year, I think he, he definitely had it in him to make that next step and to maybe see what he has on a team that obviously can play him. And they have a lot of space on their roster um, for a guy who has such an upside as he does. Um, obviously, it'd be a little tougher for him to to crack, uh, say, like, a, I mean, uh, I guess he'd, he'd fit in. They'd, he'd be able to crack a lineup, but he, there he's going to have um, a better role of what he's suited for. I mean, he could – he could crack the Pittsburgh Penguins lineup, but he's not getting a he's not getting a top six role in that lineup, and that would just not would not be a good fit um, from what he needs to develop, especially for his first couple years in the league. And I think he just kind of he was thrown to the wolves this season against college hockey's best, and uh, now he's going to be thrown to the wolves again against uh, some of the best in the NHL. Obviously, all of them being on every team but the Coyotes. So. Um, that's not to say I, that's kind of in jest. I think the Coyotes actually have a pretty, pretty all right roster this year, but let's, uh, um, that's beside the point. This is not an Arizona Coyotes, uh, hockey podcast, but, um, I do think, yeah, it's, it's yeah. just surprising that, uh, that, that Cooley, um, got out of here and, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, uh, good for him, uh, in making that change and getting his, getting his first, uh, pretty big paycheck, I, I presume, um, and, uh, I think it, you got what it takes to, to be really su- su- successful at that level. So, uh, let's hope, all hope for the best. <laughs> of course, um, I think all the Gopher hockey fans, even if they're, if they're a little shocked and stunned and a little saddened by uh, the timing of the news, I think that they're all wishing the best for them because they definitely, 
gave him a pretty entertaining season last year. And I think uh, I can't, can't look past that for sure. Certainly would agree with Logan Cooley. No question. Uh, he's entering what's going to be for all the first time in a while, a very crowded Calder trophy race in the NHL. Uh, some names that we'll be watching drew as we go along, but with Cooley's departure, one of the questions that came up was, what do the golfers do, right? Uh, Logan Cooley was expected. Again, you get to late July. You don't normally see a college draft pick sign at that time of the year. Uh, again, we talked about it on previous episodes that I, I would think that there was some conversation that happened over the course of several weeks. And then at just some point, you have to come to a deadline with school and classes and getting registered, all that good jazz. But what do the golfers do from here, Drew? There were rumors that other players uh, may, shall we say, uh, who may have been delaying their uh, arrival to the golfers would come over early. That does not seem to be the case. Uh, so in other words, if you're head coach Bob Motzko, how do you tread these waters of Logan Cooley's late departure here again coming at the end of July? Well, actually, uh, we got some good news today as well, confirmed by there was a report thrown out there a few days ago, but uh, Jess Myers, the rink live, uh, he confirmed it today. But uh, uh, Edina's own Jimmy Clark will be will be suiting up for the Gophers this this coming season. Um, he played last year at Green Bay. He uh, I believe he was like a point of game player, maybe a little bit more than that. I think I had his stats pulled up. Uh, he was close to a point of game player, but in high school he was a point of game player uh, in the last two years of his career. Um, but he. He should have some some really good upside for this Gophers team, and I think he'll, he'll be able to fit in on a team that uh, has a lot of leadership. I think it'll be a good opportunity for a guy who maybe, obviously, at this point, was on the either maybe going to be a bubble guy and decide to go back to USHL. Um, but now, if he can make the team and he, if he can play regularly, I think the leadership on this team, um, just from uh, obviously the the years standpoint, from all the people that are that are coming back besides Cooley. Uh, the Brodzinski's, I think Mason Nevers would be a good guy. I, I'm sure he, he knows the knows him from growing up and uh, being kind of in that same uh, Edina system their their whole lives. Um, I do think that that's going to be beneficial for him to uh, maybe be an accelerated kind of rather than all right, show up in your junior senior year playing for the Gophers. All right, this is you'll he'll be ready after this season to to really make an impact on this team. And I think. Uh, it should be good to see Jimmy Clark come in alongside uh, Oliver Moore, as we all know he was coming in. Um, he's kind of obviously the first round pedigree uh, with the being taken right before uh, the Wilds first round pick to the, to Chicago. Um, but yeah, obviously Jimmy Clark, he is also a wild draft pick. He's a seventh round pick. So um, I think a lot of wild fans will probably be interested to see him play um, rather than kind of find some, find some random streams of uh, the green Bay games this year. Uh, as a lot of a lot of Gophers fans probably did with all the guys that have come through that that uh, that that part of the the USHL, and uh, it, it should be interesting to see uh, what uh, what Jimmy Clark can do um, and kind of be on this roster and and make an impact and uh, maybe show people all right. Uh, not that he's going to completely make up for what uh, Logan Cooley uh, would have probably brought this team this year, um, and that's being a very uh, high ceiling of. Uh, uh, of a Hobie Baker candidate. Um, I fully believe that that's uh, that we would have gone into the season expecting Logan Cooley finish in the top three um, of Hobies if he stayed the entire year. Um, but I don't think anyone, even, even uh, Jimmy Snuggerud, I think would have a, would have a tough time uh, coming close to that unless uh, he does continue on his very rapid, rapid rise in college hockey, but should be a really good opportunity for Jimmy Clark and a good, good get for the Gophers. Um, I think for, 
Um, just a team that's that's looking for some uh, stability in in the roster. I mean, they have a lot of guys, but um, I mean, at last year at the end, uh, Garrett Pinanimi didn't seem to be the guy that they were looking for on a night to night basis. Um, just some guys that still have a lot to prove, I think, at, uh, at least to Bob Motzko. Uh, so it will be interesting to see as another option and a guy who has uh, definitely been uh, on that trajectory through high school, USHL, um, and now to make uh, to make the Gophers team as a hopefully a regular. So, Drew, we've certainly been paying attention. I know Gophers fans um, have watched the, the forwards evolve over the past couple of months again um, after the disappointing uh, finish again. Now uh, the national runner-up again falling to Quinnipiac in the national championship game. But isn't there a point to be made that the defensive core, which, I mean, we talked about it all last season, which was probably one of the best constructed defensive cores this Gopher team may have had in 20-plus years. Um, they're losing some names back there. Uh, what is the expectation about uh, this Gophers defensive corps that certainly have lost, uh, like, like, excuse me, they've lost guys like Brock Faber and others. Uh, can they come close to the pedigree that they had last season? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they can replace. Yeah, like like you said, it's just an crazy amount of uh, top talent that the Gophers lost in the back end. But they do have some pretty highly touted guys: Sam Renzel, Max Rudd, Rude. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it yet. Out of St. Cloud, um, and Axel Begley. I think recently just uh, just said he's going to be on the roster um, this coming season. So um, they do have a lot of guys there on the back end. I think Luke Middlestad really broke out last year. Um, I, I'm going to be really on his train um, and for how he can make an impact this year. Um, I've always been a big Mike Kester guy. Um, obviously he's the leader of this group. Uh, one of the leaders of this group. I think he's the most, he's the most experienced uh, upperclassman on uh, of, the, of the two that there are on the back end. Now it's funny. It went from a really, really old uh, um, experienced defensive core to now uh, Mike Kester and Carl Fish are the only seniors, the only upperclassmen. Um, and obviously Carl Fish, I think has done, uh, played a really significant role in being the guy that needs to fill in and not have the defense miss a step. And I think he did great at that uh, the last couple of years. I think now he's going to probably be contending for a regular spot. And I think, I mean, he's shown that he can handle whatever, whatever he needs, uh, whenever he's needed. Um, so I think he'll, he'll slot in pretty well this year, but Ryan Chesley, the offensive uh, prowess, I think that he showed in flashes last year um, will be coming back and, uh, I, it's a, it's a pretty, uh, big defensive core. And I think it should be very interesting to see how it, it will be really interesting to see how they, they pull through and miss some of that leadership on the back end because I think they have all the talent in the world, but, um, from some of that experience aspect, it was being really, really curious to see how that, um, that develops as the start of the year goes on. And obviously the Gophers don't play, um, they never play a really, uh, easy or, or, a kind of sleepwalk uh, non-conference schedule. Um, at times, the non-conference will be always a lot harder than some of the Big Ten stretches that they play. So um, they're going to have to be on uh, pretty quickly here as the season starts um, to make make sure that they don't fall behind uh, kind of against teams that are going to build up good wins throughout the year and end up having really good, uh, really good pairwise records. And obviously, I think every game counts. I don't think you can't really not talk about pairwise early in the season. You can't talk about the rating itself, but where the teams are expected to be, that's going to make all the difference in the world. Because if you if you play some of the some of the top teams in the, what you know are going to be the top teams in the country early in the season, it's all going to have the same impact as it goes on. The games just 
the games are all, all the same. It's just a matter of when they play them. So um, I do think that uh, they, have, they have a lot to show early on. I think they have the talent to do it. Um, it's going to be a definite, definitely a different look, um, I think, from especially the way last year uh, was with that defensive core. But um, they've, they've certainly got all the talent in the world to, to make, a, make a big difference and to, to keep this team um, from taking a, a step back or a half a step back type of thing uh, into the season. Join us for another week in the den of Huskies Warming House podcast action. Nick and I don't just work the MNCAA scene. We have our own show, too, with new episodes every week. Find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and everywhere you enjoy your favorite hockey podcasts. If you can find the Soda Pod, you can find us there, too, along with CenterizeView.com and Huskies Illustrated. Andrew, does that not take us to our last position to talk to? And that is the goaltending, right? Uh, Justin Close uh, returning here for the Gophers uh, when, you know, there was a bit of a, shall we say, a a healthy skepticism with his game uh, that was sort of shut out last season again. Uh, But how much do we put that on the defensive corpus in front of him if he's going to have... Um, shall we say a different look and maybe not as shall we say uh, speed based and maybe, you know, a little bit more uh, of the bigger, more physical type. I mean, does is this a little bit more on his shoulders this year or do you still think he has something to prove? I definitely think he's going to have to take a, a, a big load this year. I obviously, I think not, this is not a slight on Justin close. I think he was definitely um, benefited by having a really, really good, defense in front of him last year and obviously any goalie will when they I think any goalie would have played um would have had really good numbers um again with that defense in front of him last year but I think close was also in in addition to that he was extremely clutch when when they needed a save and there were some moments when last season and we've talked about it a million times they could have had such a letdown loss to Wisconsin at Wisconsin when they were losing just game after game after game and he really bailed them out. That team came out and they did not look like they were ready to play. Um, I mean, ready to play even just the worst team in the conference. And uh, he bailed them out. Absolutely. He made some really stunning saves. He made some when really when they counted down the line as well. And that, that was what made the difference in some games. He saved, he saved them some games. He stole some games for them. And uh, they're going to be looking for the same thing this year. Um, just maybe he'll have a little bit more, a little bit more high danger shots against, I think probably early on as the team kind of learns to play. And obviously they have a pretty short ramp up time um, practicing as a team into that, into the start of the season, which is going to be a really tough start to the season for for the Gophers as usual. Um, even though we don't really know what exactly what their schedule is yet, uh, especially big 10 wise, but um, it, it's, he's going to have to shoulder a, a pretty big load. I don't think it's going to have to be uh, an enormous jump from what last year was, but um, I think he's perfectly capable of doing so. And, and the good news for the Gophers is that if he does falter, I think Nathan Airy has got a really good shot to to make an impact and to play. I, frankly, I think I don't think Bob would want to bring bring this guy in like that um, and have him not play at least a little bit. Um, so I, I would I wouldn't be shocked to see, especially early on in the season, a big split in in, in the in the goal crease and. Um, kind of see who maybe wins or maybe they say, all right, they're both doing well. I mean, Bob's worked with a tandem before, um, excuse me, with the Gophers. So 
I do think it does. Uh, it, it has a chance, and he has a continued that uh, the trend of Gophers bringing in uh, Canadians to play goalie, and that's that's about all they. That's about all the Gophers look for for Canadians. All right, can you play goal? All right, you're on the team. Um, that's not to say they'll take anybody. Obviously, I think Justin Close was a certainly a surprise from that he wasn't intended to play when he was playing. Um, he's turned out to be a, a an extremely valuable piece to uh, what this team has been over over. Uh, the recent couple of years, but um, yeah, but they'll see, they'll see what they have in area as well. But uh, I think they're really set in goal this year with uh, another good year from close and uh, Nathan area, if they need them and when they need them to, uh, to really take, to really take some of that load off. Drew, as we uh, again uh, talk goal for hockey here at the end of August, annoyingly, for whatever reason, the goal for uh, full roster hasn't been posted on their website. Neither has their schedule. Uh, we do know by proxy that they will be playing St. Thomas. It looks like early in October. But that's about all we know. But what we can gather is the Big Ten last year really took a step up in terms of how competitive it was really their only team that was out of it was Wisconsin really, but they sort of charged back towards the end. Now they have now former Minnesota state head coach, Mike Hastings taking the helm. Um, it's really hard to pick this big 10 up, up and down. Right. But what does that mean for the golfers that are trying to, uh, shall we say, repeat the magic from last year? Um, of course, have a good showing in the big 10 and then obviously get back to a frozen four, which ironically drew is right back here in the state of hockey. And dare I say that good things have happened to this goal for squad when the frozen four has been here in St. Paul. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a little while. Um, obviously another team wearing maroon and gold has had a little bit more success uh, when the frozen four is played at the X, but um, yeah, I mean, the Gophers do have a, I think they have a good shot as any, and I think um, from what I've seen out of uh, the Michigan departures, I think they might be, poised to take a little bit more of a step back than the Gophers or to take even just just to be a little bit behind what I think the Gophers can be this year um but yeah I think Wisconsin is going to take a massive jump up um maybe not contending right away and maybe kind of learning to play with all these new guys that are coming in um but it'll be interesting to see how they how they piece it all together I think Notre Dame's always going to be strong I think Michigan State is certainly on the rise um, I do think we're in for another year of, uh, I don't know if we can trademark it, but the best conference in college hockey being the big 10. And, uh, I don't, I think we, I think I could say it without much argument from a lot of people last year, but I think this year based on Wisconsin to rebound, uh, Michigan state still getting better and the top of the top, not really getting any worse. I think, um, it's only going to be even more of a, of a dominant, uh, showing, uh, and let's see if they can maybe bring it beyond uh, the first round of the NCAA playoffs and all those goals scored. So um, that's when it counts, obviously. But um, I think it, Big Ten's in for a really good, uh, really good season. But yeah, the Gophers too. They're going to have to. Yeah, from what we know, and like you said too, against St. Thomas early on, they're going to be at North Dakota at the end of October, a home and home with uh, UMD uh, right after that. So it'll be a very busy time. And I think obviously the Gophers fans always look for those in-state slash pseudo in-state rivalries old wcha rivalries um so october no early november those are good that's going to be the time uh that's going to be the time everyone's going to want to be really paying attention to to this gopher team because they'll be uh making a lot of uh showing showing a lot of what they can be and what they will be the rest of the season uh right right around then 
Drew, final thoughts here as we again preview the Gopher hockey season coming up for 2023-24. Uh, again, some new faces, but still some familiar ones here. So they got a good mix of of talent. Again, losing some top-end talent. But uh, from the fans' perspective, are, are the fans expecting another fro- uh, Frozen Four run, right? I, I think, at least from our perspective, I think that's certainly attainable. But as we talk about the Big Ten and how, again, this is going to be a conference top to bottom that, although maybe win-loss record may not be like super close as it was last year, but every game will be competitive. Uh, I guess from your perspective, what is your expectation for the Gopher squad into this year? Do they have a chance to... Uh, go and finally capture that national title, or are they poised to maybe take a small step back? What do you think? I think win-loss record-wise, I think they are poised to take a little bit of a step back, but that's just because I do think the rest of the Big Ten is going to be uh, less feastable, if you get what I mean. I, I mean, it's going to be it, – it's not going to be the Gophers versus everybody else, just like it was at the start of the conference when they won just, just about every game. And they walked all over them because it was a really down time for Wisconsin. It was a really down time for Michigan State. Uh, Penn State was still brand new, and they obviously got really good really quick. But this is going to this is definitely different uh, different than it used to be. And I think the Gophers are back to uh, what they had. I think certainly near the end of uh, the WCHA, it was just so many top teams facing them night in and night out, and every weekend is a, is a is a nationally ranked team. Um, it'll be close to that this year, and I think it'll it won't hurt them in terms of pairwise rankings because obviously the the more you play competitive games against the good teams, the better you're you're going to be off for yourself. Um, but I, I do think they I think they make the tournament. I do th- I think they win the Big Ten, um, and that's going to be closer than I think it was last year. I don't think it'll just be Minnesota and Michigan. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan State creeps its way up there. Um, but it'll be, it'll be really tough. And I, I think it's, it is tough to think to, to get in the fans mind, at least I think in this point in um, August, late August. Um, but I do think the fans are ready and they really want, uh, they really want a winner. And, uh, obviously that's what they thought last year was going to be. And maybe even the year before, but, um, I do think the Gophers always have, uh, they're always set up to, to, to make a, take a shot at, uh, at the the very top national championship goal um it's just a matter of how are they gonna how are they what what is the roster gonna do early on in the season to show them that all right we can get excited about this or maybe it's not such a realistic expectation this season um but i do think they'll 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 make the tournament i think they'll win a couple games and uh if that obviously means they'll make it to the frozen four but um if they're in that range I wouldn't be completely surprised. And yeah, if they win the national championship, I'd say, yep, that's, I could sound about right. But if they win one game, I could say, yep, maybe sounds about right. At this point in the season, without having seen um, a lot of the defense play, a lot of the, some of the new forwards pick up the slack for the guys that left. Um, those are going to be the, the really important keys this year, seeing, seeing how they adjust early on to say, all right, is this team going to be legit? And are they going to be able to compete down in, in January, February? Or is this, uh, is this going to be kind of a learning year for some of those guys? 
the Golden Gophers again looking for a redemption tour here in 2023-24. Again, trying to capture another national title. It would be the first for head coach Bob Motzko and certainly plenty on the roster as well. Uh, they're certainly number one here in MNCAA. We do expect them to be the top college hockey team coming from the state of Minnesota. And we will have all the coverage here weekly here again on MNCAA. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at MN underscore NCAA. For Drew Cole, I'm Nick Macton. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you back for another preview next week.